0: Welcome to Episode 7 of the CDI Podcast. I'm Dylan Edgel, Assistant Director of the University of Central Arkansas Center for Community and Economic Development.
1: And I'm Will Gloster, Graduate Assistant for CCED.
0: We have a very special guest today to talk about all things entrepreneurship and innovation. Jeff Standridge is the Managing Director of The Conductor and the author of The Innovator's Field Guide and The Top Performer's Field Guide. And he was my former boss at The Conductor. Jeff, welcome.
2: It's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, so while we've been doing this podcast, we've noticed that there's no straight path to community and economic development. So, uh, to start us off, can you just talk about uh, a little bit about your career and how you got to where you are today?
2: Yeah, that's kind of a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I actually came to UCA on a music scholarship, and um, and um, it was the only way I could really pay for school. I was a I was an I was an all-state football, uh, all, I was an all-conference football player, but I was an all-state band member, right? And so uh, that ended up, you know, I was, I was obviously better in band than I was football, and uh, I got a full tuition scholarship to UCA, and, and actually thought I was going to be a finance major. This is an interesting story. And I, I came as an undeclared major, took, a, um, took a, an intro to finance course uh, as a freshman in my very first semester, and I made the only D I've ever made in my life. So I went, nope, not going to be a finance major. Uh, And then I decided maybe I'll dabble with being a music major. And then when I got into freshman music theory, I realized that there's a difference between people who are innately talented and people who just work hard. And I was the latter and uh, was not innately talented enough to really succeed as a music major. So uh, I actually worked full time as an EMT uh, and ultimately a paramedic and ended up going into the medical field. So I got a degree in respiratory therapy, a bachelor's degree in health sciences from UCA. Uh, Worked on the helicopter team at Arkansas Children's Hospital, Angel Flight, uh, where I met my wife. Uh, She was a flight nurse. And and then uh, became a professor at the University of Arkansas for medical sciences and taught a number of clinical courses in cardiopulmonary anatomy and physiology, neonatal pediatric intensive care. Uh, But I created a course in leadership for our students who were graduating and decided to go ahead and pursue a a master's and a doctorate along the same lines, human resource development, uh, leadership and organizational development. And I was studying the differences between top performers and uh, average performers and Axiom Corporation came to me uh, about six months before I was to go up for tenure and asked me if I would replicate that research inside their company. So I started consulting with them, left uh, the university after about a semester of consulting and and spent almost 20 years with Axiom. And so uh, while I was at, at Axiom, I had the opportunity to start a company in Poland and start one in China, Uh, And then I acquired one in the Middle East and one in Brazil. And so I came to the world of entrepreneurship from that of being an entrepreneur and a change agent within a large organization. So an entrepreneur is kind of someone who does entrepreneurial things, but they do it uh, within the safety net of a corporate salary, unlike an entrepreneur who basically takes considerable financial risk. And so after about 20 years at Axiom, I started a venture fund called Cadron Creek Capital. And we're now in our second fund called Cadron Capital Partners. And about three and a half years ago, uh, left Axiom to start uh, what is now the Conductor. And uh, so kind of a roundabout way, I've I've always been involved with the Chamber, or not always, but the last uh, 10 or 12 years been involved with the Chamber, and I sit on the Conway Development Corporation Board, which is an economic development entity. So I've always had an interest in uh, community building, being a change agent and organizational development, and, and that's just kind of morphed into what I do now with the Conductor.
1: Gotcha, that's a really interesting path to where you've gotten today. Uh, so could you tell us a little bit more about The Conductor?
2: <laughs> sure thing. So The Conductor is a public-private partnership between the University of Central Arkansas and uh, an entrepreneurial support organization in, in Northwest Arkansas called Startup Junkie Consulting. And about three, almost four years ago, Startup Junkie and UCA uh, started exploring what it would take to, uh, to bring the work that the Startup Junkie team had been doing in Northwest Arkansas for about seven years at that time. Uh, almost eight years, to really replicate a similar type of uh, of ESO, Entrepreneurial Support Organization, in Central Arkansas. And so um, basically what we do is uh, the, the, the largest number of startup companies fail because uh, for what I would call very preventable reasons. Uh, one of the biggest reasons is they create a product or a service that not enough people will buy at the price required for it to produce a profitable ongoing business. And so they ultimately fail before they figure that out, or they run out of cash before they figure it out. There are other reasons, and and all of those reasons could really um, be prevented with the help of some uh, coaching, consulting, and mentoring. The problem is startup companies and startup entrepreneurs and even small businesses don't generally have the money required to hire folks with that kind of expertise. So the conductor and startup junkies model is to secure sources of outside funding uh, from uh, folks who have a vested interest in economic development, like the University of Central Arkansas, the U.S. Small Business Administration, uh, the Arkansas Economic Development Commission, and others, uh, so that we can put a team of people together who have significant degrees of experience in uh, both co- the corporate world, the honoring degrees, what have you, uh, so that we can do everything that we do for entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs for free. So we do that through coaching, consulting, and mentoring. We do it through uh, training and And program support, we do it through uh, the makerspace that we run over at UCA, on the UCA campus, uh, et cetera.
0: Uh, And and the conductor works directly with entrepreneurs, but it also encourages a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem in central Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about entrepreneurial ecosystems and the positive impact that creating that kind of culture can have on a community? Sure.
2: So when we did our research, uh, and we spent about nine months when I was chair of the chamber in 2013, really exploring what what's required to create uh, an, an entrepreneurial ecosystem, and uh, we really learned that entrepreneurs need access to three things. Number one, I've already mentioned coaching, consulting, so experts and access to experts. They also need access to a thriving ecosystem and a culture where they can come together, uh, interact with one another, share ideas, share resources, and they need access to capital as well. And so we really focus on uh, talent, building out the talent pool, culture, capital, and what we call community engagement. And this community engagement and this culture component is really about building that entrepreneurial ecosystem and creating an environment where, number one, uh, people can self-identify and say, hey, I am an aspiring entrepreneur or I I am an entrepreneur. It's really interesting. Uh, I met an entrepreneur the other day who has a fairly technical digital consulting firm in Conway, and he's been doing that for 10 years in Conway, and I never even knew he existed. He's been just kind of under the radar. And so creating an environment where people can self-identify and, and choose to want to be part of this entrepreneurial ecosystem, can come together, uh, can share ideas, share resources, these, these creative collisions that occur when you get people from a variety of backgrounds and industries and interests and capabilities and what have you to come together that's really what we're trying to do with building out this entrepreneurial culture, uh, which is one of the foundational elements of having a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem.
1: So it's hard to ignore the fact that we're coming out of a public health crisis with the COVID-19 pandemic. In your experience, what can communities do right now
2: to support their local businesses during this time? So, so you, you talk about the public health crisis, and, and I like to talk about there are absolutely two sides uh, two equitable sides of the coronavirus coin. There is a public health crisis, but there is also an economic crisis. And uh, to to think about it as one or the other, this is probably the first thing that communities can do, is if they were to think about it as just one or the other, uh, they're going to leave a real solution on the table and, and never really find it. Um we have to look at this as both an economic crisis and a public health crisis occurring simultaneously. And it's only when we're able to look at it from both sides of the coin that we're able to think about solutions that really make sense for communities. I mean, you know, the fact of the matter is, uh, and and I certainly don't want to um, underscore or undermine or lessen the significance of anyone who gets ill uh, or who uh, knows someone who gets ill or passes away. Uh, from the coronavirus by the same token we have people who are going to lose their businesses who have already lost their businesses who are going to lose their financial livelihoods and in some instances will lose their homes uh, and the ability to feed their children and and fund their college educations and what have you and so those are both very very real crises and I think the very first thing that communities can do is recognize that and make sure that any advocacy that they do for a solution is advocacy for a solution to both sets of the crisis. The other thing I think they can do is to make sure that community members, particularly business owners, uh, understand that there are resources available like uh, the conductor, like uh, colleges of business within the or in close proximity to uh, their uh, to their communities. Um, uh, organizations like the Arkansas Small Business Technology Development Center located in Little Rock and in other communities around the state, the US Small Business Administration, bankers, directing people to their bankers, because bankers are very well equipped to start helping uh, struggling businesses navigate. And then there's something that that Conway did that I thought was really unique is, uh, you know, a group in Conway created uh, a Facebook page called Conway to go and started encouraging people to really support uh, local restaurants and local establishments by by not only uh, patronizing them during this time and and, and eating out as much as, or if not more than they would eat out previously, but just uh, obviously do it to go and then making mention of those on this Facebook page. And overnight, the page had over 2,500, I believe, um, likes and followers. And as of today, it's probably approaching 10,000. And it has become very much a staple in the way the Conway community, the Conway area community, communicates with one another about what people are doing in terms of patronizing local eating establishments. And, and that is one of the hardest hit sectors of our economy. So just just a few things there that I think communities and community leaders can do uh, to support local business.
0: Yeah, And thanks for bringing your unique perspective from both your health background and your business background to, um, you know, help communities go through both of these crises uh, together. Um, So Jeff, we just really want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on the CDI podcast. We are so glad to have you guys as a partner and a collaborator as we work to improve communities and local economies around Arkansas. If you'd like to learn more about the conductor, you can find them on social media and at arconductor.org.
2: Dylan, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I appreciate you having me. You know, uh, as we do our work around the state, we run into people who have been positively impacted, people and communities who've been positively impacted by CDI and so we appreciate the work you do and it is an honor for us to be partners with you guys. So I appreciate the opportunity.
1: We want to remind everyone who's listening that we have a few spots remaining for CDI 2020 year 1, but it's filling up quickly. You can register today at uca.edu/cdi or contact us at cdi uca.edu for more information. If you want to learn more about our team at UCA, go to uca.edu/cced
0: On upcoming episodes, the CDI podcast will feature CDI graduates and participants, community partners, and community and economic development experts from across Arkansas and the Mid-South. We hope you join us next week.